Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Steeler fans, it is almost game time. I am so excited. I am Brian Anthony Davis, and I am a fan of the 8-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Alongside me is Kevin Smith, KT, also a huge fan of the, let's say it again, 8-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Kevin, what is going on? We are ready for game time. Yes, sir, man. It's a great day to be undefeated. You got that, my friend. And I got to tell you, this is one of those years that you're going to have a lot of top heaviness um, at the top of the conference. You have the Kansas City Chiefs breathing down your neck. You still have the Baltimore Ravens there. You are fortunate to be two and a half games ahead, but those teams do not have really bad schedules whatsoever. So it's going to be a fight to the finish. And I believe the second half of the season is starting now and the Pittsburgh Steelers can do it. What are your thoughts on that, Kevin? Yeah, I actually like that they've got teams like Baltimore and Kansas City hot on their trail because, um, you know, it'll create a sense of urgency. You can't you can't take your foot off the gas, man. So each game is going to be a battle for home field advantage. So, you know, I like that, man. I like a motivated Steelers team as opposed to a complacent one. Now, speaking of a complacent Steelers team, I'm not going to say that they were complacent last week, but they got outplayed last week for most of that game against a two and six team in the form of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Mike Tomlin came out this week and said something that I thought was very poignant. It was this, we are going to get every team's best from here on out, especially, you know, being undefeated. What are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on how they played against Dallas and how they ultimately rallied to win that game? You know, I thought they were a little vanilla uh, defensively against Dallas, especially early on. I think that they played a lot of their base in an effort to stop the Dallas's run game. I don't think that they felt like Garrett Gilbert could hurt him throwing the football. And um, but I think they really missed, uh, you know, having Tyson Alualo there as the as the one technique in, in the base three four. And so Dallas was able to th- to run a little bit better. I think than the Steelers expected, and then that opened up some things in the passing game. Dallas did a nice job moving some pieces around to get, get some good matchups. They got the dreaded wide receiver on a linebacker matchup a couple of times. And um, so I think, you know, I think the Steelers kind of had to scramble as that game went on to make some adjustments because it didn't go the way that they uh, thought it would. And I think, you know, like, like you were just saying, I think they're going to get, get a great effort from, you know, both the coaches and the, and the players from Cincinnati. I read a little bit, an article about the Bengals this week where they, they talked about uh, how excited they were to have a shot to beat an undefeated team. So, you know, Steelers aren't sneaking up on anybody. You have experience being a coach. When you're playing a team like Dallas, you play them every four years. Is the mojo that you have going into that game, is the excitement that you have going into that game, different than when you are going up against a division rival like they are this week in the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm never going to make a, you know, like a compare coaching high school to coaching in the NFL is like an apples to apples comparison. But one thing we always talk about with our kids, when we have a, 
when we're playing an opponent who we think is, you know, not on our level is, is uh, that we're going to go for, you know, we, we always call it, this is a Mike Tyson game, you know, like we want to, we want to go for the first round knockout and we want to get out of the gates as fast as we can and, and take away any sense that they might have that they can play with us. Because when you play an underdog, and we saw it happen in, against the Cowboys last week, when you play the underdog, man, the longer they can hang around, the more, uh, you know, that they start to feel confident and, uh, and they get a sense that, you know, Hey, we can, we can play with these guys. And, and that's a dangerous thing. So, I mean, it's hard over the grind of a, of a 16 game NFL season to get your guys up every single week, but um, you got to find angles, man. You got to find ways to, to keep them motivated. And I think getting out of the gate against a, an inferior team is really important. Very important. I think you will see a different team this week going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. They have read everything. And we were talking about this on the Steeler preview as well this week that Don't think that the Steelers aren't listening to the radio. They aren't on Twitter. They're not seeing and hearing everything that people are are saying about them, especially about, you know, that lackluster performance for most of that game. But for me, the most important thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we are seeing it so much more this year, that this is a team that is going to win those games that they have to uh, pull out at the end. They don't have to play great, but they could face some adversity and decide that, all right, it's time to go ahead and put this thing away. And they could not do that. They could, anytime they got punched in the mouth in the last decade, I would say, they would wilt like a cheap flower. But now this team could get punched in the mouth, get up and say, all right, had enough. Kidding around time is now over. We are good. I'm, we're going to take you out to the woodshed. And at the end of that game, the defense was coming hard against the Dallas Cowboys, and they looked like a team on a mission once again. Do you recognize the difference between this team as a finisher and as a closer to the teams of 1918, even 17 and 16 when they were uh, going uh, far in the regular season and you know even to an AFC championship game? Yeah, I mean, like last week sure felt like one of those games that we've all seen before where they they lose to the inferior opponent. You know, Chicago in 2017, Denver in 2018, the game that Grimble fumbles when he's going into the end zone. Like, you just felt like got off to a bad start. We made some mistakes. A few things compounded. And then the the underdog guys felt great and played over their heads. And boom, you know, you know we came back late, but it wasn't enough. And we lost the game. I mean, that sure felt like what was going to happen last week. But I read Eric Ebron talking about Ben Roethlisberger, and, and he said that one thing about Roethlisberger that is um, really unique about, you know, in his experience in the league is that, like, when Roethlisberger basically, like, turns the switch and, and it's time to go to work, he's like nobody's ever played with. And I think that he's getting some freedom this year that maybe he hasn't always had in the past to do some things at the line of scrimmage, especially in the second halves of games, once he's figured out what the defense is doing, that has has been really, really effective for the Steelers. So, you know, I mean, I don't know if you can survive entire games like that, and I'm not saying that's totally improvisational, but we've certainly seen them the last couple of weeks turn the game over to Roethlisberger at crunch time, and he's certainly delivered. Absolutely. So this team does seem to me like they are closers. They have that winner's mentality. If you've noticed, the New England Patriots have done that so much over the years. There have been so many games, even when they were 14-2 and in a season, but they had those games that you were sure they were finally going to lose, and they didn't. 
The Kansas City Chiefs, the defending champions, should have lost that game to the Carolina Panthers, but they were able to pull it out. They were lucky that Carolina went for two onside kicks in that game. They were lucky that there weren't about 30 more seconds left on the clock or Carolina could have won that game. Good teams win when they play bad. And that's what the Steelers are doing right now. They have played bad in some games, but played well enough to be 8-0. and And that's a very special thing, first time in history. So Kevin, what we're going to do right now, we're going to talk about the rankings, but I'm going to spring something on you. I did not tell you about this before we went on, because this is something that I've been toying around with. We talk about the ranks every week. I'm going to call this segment Breaking Rank. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the Steelers and the Bengals in four categories on offense and four categories on defense. And you tell me who has the better rank. What do you think? All right, let's go. All right. Total yards, Steelers, Bengals. Uh, I'm going to say the Bengals. Bengals are ranked 17th with 361.9. The Steelers 25th with 341.0. Good job. You've got number one. Who's the better rushing team here? Steelers or the Bengals? Uh, I'm going to say the Steelers. The Steelers 109, ranked 19th. And 101.3 for the Bengals on your FM dial, uh, 23. The thing that we're looking at here is the offensive ranks so far, the first two that we're looking at, not fantastic, but enough to get it done. But that's not the most important stat, and that one's coming up. But before we do that, let's do passing. Who's the better passing team here? Led by the rookie, is it the Bengals? Or led by the Wiley vet, is it the Steelers? Yeah, this is a tough one. you know, the Steelers aren't throwing for a ton of yards per game. Uh, and I'm going to guess that Burrow has probably put up some decent yards in second halves when Cincinnati's been behind in games and had to come back. So I'm going to take a shot and say it's Burrow and the Bengals. It absolutely is. The Bengals are 10th with 260.6 yards per game. The Steelers are 22nd with only 232. But when you're running the ball well, and you're not having to pass all the time, and you're closing out games, and you're not trying to come from behind, like you said, like the Bengals playing catch-up, garbage time yards, that's pretty much what this is here. Now, the most telling stat, and we talk about this every single week, points per game. So Steelers or Bengals, who do you think has more points per game? Uh, It's got to be the Steelers. I know they're in the top five in the league. It absolutely is the Steelers. They're still at 29.4 points per game. Ranked number five, that is their best offensive rank here, and that is not offensive whatsoever for the fact that we're really excited that they are ranked number five. The Bengals at number 20 at 24.3, and a lot of those points, like you said, are probably more garbage time points, so the most important stat here I would think would be points per game. That gives Pittsburgh the biggest advantage on offense, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you got to look at um, the scenarios in which a lot of these points are being scored. And, you know, the Steelers have uh, had to had to score some points late the last couple of weeks because of uh, the tight ball games that they've been in. So, um, you know, I think that when we look at fourth quarters of games, these are these are two different teams. The Steelers have been in some crunch time games um where they've been like kind of in the guts of the game in the fourth quarter and the Bengals have been in some games where the opponents are you know ahead and trying to put them away and so I think that if it's a close game on Sunday that bodes well for the Steelers I really think it does now 
where these were close, defense is not as close. So I think you're going to have a field day here. And by the way, you were four for four in the uh, in the offensive category. So uh, maybe this is not a very fun game for anybody else but you because you are just absolutely dominating here. And I think you're going to do the same on defense. Total yards, rushing yards, and passing yards. It's all the same team. Who is that? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a pretty strong limb. That's going to hold yeah. you, Kevin. I, I don't know yeah. how much you weigh, but uh, <laughs> you're you're in pretty good shape uh, on that limb. You're not going to be uh, face first in the turf on that one. Uh, total yardage. The defense of the Cincinnati Bengals giving up 400.9 yards per game. That's 26th. The Steelers, 317.4. That's sixth. Rushing yards. The Bengals have given up 144 a game. They are ranked 29th, so that's almost near the bottom of the league. Rushing defense for the Steelers, 102.8. They are ranked ninth. Now, they were ranked second just two weeks ago but they've taken a hit with two back-to-back games against teams that ran all over them. Of course, the 263 against Baltimore, the 140 against Dallas, you know, so that's over 200 yards per game average there. Alu-Alu being gone and Mike Hilton being gone. Kevin, what do you think? Is that just crushing this defense? Yeah. And, you know, I'll be surprised if Cincinnati doesn't try to establish a run game on Sunday to try to help Burrow out. Now, I think those guys are both back. Is that correct? They have taken a turn as of Thursday. Uh, A full participant was Mike Hilton on Wednesday, and then he was a partial participant. So there's a lot of thought that he's not playing. There's a lot of thought that you're not going to see Alu-Alu. That's something that we will be looking at as well right up until game time, and we are getting pretty close to game time here. On the other side of the ball, Joe Mixon with that foot has not practiced as of Thursday, and is that a guy you really want to rush to get back in there this week if you're the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Mixon because a foot injury can keep him out for the rest of the season? Yeah, you know, I don't know. How would how they would use Mixon specifically? I mean, we know that he's that he's really good in a hybrid role and he's a good edge player. But if uh, if Hilton and Alu Alu are out, then uh, you know Cincinnati's ha- uh, runs the highest percentage of eleven personnel plays in the league. Um, they were at seventy eight percent after last week's game. Uh, Steelers like to defend a lot of eleven personnel in uh, their nickel package when Hilton's on the field and they run blitz a ton out of it. He's a, he's such a great run blitzer. He's really good at getting into his run fit and then getting skinny and being able to avoid blocks. And he's a great tackler. And then Alu Alu is excellent at anchoring, you know, like the two gap look when the Steelers are in there or in their three, four, you know, last week it's uh, the run defense suffered some because Isaiah Bugs was unable to do that. And he was letting the guard, kind of get off him onto the linebackers. So, you know, those are two big pieces, man. If the Steelers are, are down both of those guys again, um, I would expect Cincinnati to try to run some to, you know, you know, tighten the Steelers' defense up and, and, and therefore help Joe Burrow in the passing game. Absolutely. I couldn't say that better myself. Passing, 214.6 yards per game allowed by the Steelers. That is fifth in the league. So, Believe it or not, they are ranked fifth in that category. Once again, six total yards, 
ninth rushing, which is the one that's crazy to everybody. That's their lowest rank, the rushing defense and passing rank. They are now all the way up to fifth. So that is a pretty big deal. The Bengals give up 256.6 yards per game. That's 23rd. The most important stat here, though, Kevin, is points per game. 20.1 for the Steelers, only allowing 20.1. They are tied for fourth. The Bengals are 20th with 26.8 yards per game. And once again, the Steelers average 29.4 yards per game. That gives the arrow an advantage to the Steelers. All of these stats, I would think it does, Kevin. For sure. And uh, they're coming home after three weeks on the road um, I and, and didn't play their best game last week. So I'm expecting them to play well this week. I am too. And we're going to talk more about that when we come back on the Steelers pregame show. Here we go, my friends. It's almost time for Steelers Bengals. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to Here We Go, the Steelers pregame show from BTSC. That's behind the steel curtain.com. I got to tell you, Kevin, I am so excited for this game. I'm excited to watch Joe Burrow. Yeah. I, I think he's fantastic. But yeah. I, I think a rookie coming in to play the Steelers or play the Ravens like he did a few weeks ago and had his worst start as a pro, I think it's going to be very tough for him. I think he's going to get some touchdowns. They might be more garbage time but he's going to put up some points. But I think ultimately the Steelers are going to knock him out. Who are the X factors for both the Steelers and the Bengals on offense? Well, um, I'll start with the Bengals on offense and um, I'm going to start with them as a group. It's the Bengals offensive line. I mean, they're, they're banged up and they're young. Um, you know, they got a, they got a rookie starting on the line. They got, you know, Steelers cast off. Fred Johnson's probably going to start. Um, if he's, if he can't go, I think that they got a, you know, like a, a late draft pick who's made, who'd be making his first start. Um, they got, they got blitzed by Baltimore, like Baltimore invented the blitz, man. I mean, they, you know, Baltimore sacked Burrow seven times and they pressured him into a bad interception and they were just in his face all game long. But, um, you know, when you when you read some stuff about the Bengals, they talk about that game and, and how much better they've been the last three weeks. They they uh, had a bye and then they they you know they did a lot of a lot of homework on the bye week on on how to improve their protections and protect Burrow. And um, you know they talked about they talked about it a lot of you know in, in leading up to this week's game about you know quick passing game and play action, even stuff like. Burrow using a hard count. I mean, he's, I mean, I don't know who, keep, who keeps tracks of these stats, but uh, he's third in the league in drawing defenses off sides with his, with his cadence. 
and, you know, they just talked about the importance of not letting guys like TJ Watt and Bud Dupree get a, a beat on the snap count so that they can get off the ball quickly. Uh, so if, if that if the offensive line in coordination with the offensive coordinator can get the ball out of Burrow's hands and, and handle the blitz, then Cincinnati's probably going to have a decent day on offense. How about the Steelers on offense? Who are you looking at there? The Steelers on offense? Well, um, you know, I mean, obviously everybody's eyes are on Ben coming out of the COVID protocol. And, um, and, and is he going to be affected by not taking reps? I personally don't think he'll be affected. I, I think that this is actually probably pretty good for him. Uh, he, he gets some rest and he gets to do a lot of mental work. I'm sure that he's been you know digging into the film and on zoom with the coaches and his receivers and all that so i'm not i'm not too worried about him you know i really think that that this is a great uh, a great week for juju i mean i think juju uh has been great in the slot he's he's becoming a bigger part of the steelers offense each week it seems they got so many options on where to go with the football that he's not going to pile up the numbers like he did a couple years ago I think he's got a great opportunity to, to kind of, uh, you know, exploit the middle of the field where Cincinnati's given up a lot of passing yardage. So I'm looking for a big day from him. On defense, Kevin, I made a joke on the Steelers preview that one of the X factors would be on defense would be BJ Finney. And the reason I made that comment was because BJ Finney was the guy that Seattle traded to Cincinnati for Carlos Dunlap. Mike Tomlin said it this week. We do not miss Carlos Dunlap. No. Who is going to keep you up all night if you are Randy Land and Ben Roethlisberger looking at this game on the Bengals defense? Uh, is anybody? Is anybody going to keep me up at night? You know, I mean, I'm not that impressed with the Bengals defense as a unit, to be quite honest with you. I mean, I know that they know the Steelers. I don't think that they have a signature player or or a you know, that like schematically they present huge problems to the Steelers. Uh, I'm quite honestly, I, I think this will be a, a, one of the Steelers better days on offense. I, I really feel like like there's so many Steelers have so many answers for things, right? You want to take away, you know, the, the Claypool on the outside and the deep ball, then we'll nickel and dime you underneath, man. You want to press the Steelers guys and, you know, put pressure and, and try and clog up the middle of the field. Then we've got answers for the uh, the vertical passing game. I mean, they ran the ball well early in the season when teams kind of backed off and gave them two high looks, not so much the last couple of weeks. So, you know, maybe Cincinnati will feel complacent that they can, uh, you know, play with a softer box and the Steelers will be able to run it. So I'm not really, you know, there's not a guy that, I, that if I'm looking at the Bengals defense, I'm like, man, we got to account for him. Very good answer. Now, who does Cincinnati have to account for? on the Steeler defense the most because there's a lot of firepower there who's keeping them up at night yeah I, I mean if I'm them I'm terrified of the edge rush you know I mean like you know when you think about Pittsburgh Steelers you think outside linebackers and 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 the pass rush and you know TJ Watt leads the league in quarterback pressures TJ Watt has 40 some quarterback pressures individually 44 47 maybe the Bengals as a team only have like 62 so he's got like 80% of the pressures of, of their entire, that their entire team has produced. So, you know, they're definitely figuring out ways that they can, you know, try to slow down the Steelers edge rushers, because if they don't, man, it's going to be a rough day for Burrow. You just mentioned TJ Watt. He is also number one in quarterback hits with 24. Who is number two in the national football league with 17 quarterback hits? Mm. Stefan to it. Yes, he is. 
Boom. And Bud Dupree is in there also, uh, yeah. I believe, in the top five as well. Tua's having a great year, man. You know, like, uh, he just uh, – he's a force. I, I missed him last year. I, you know, I didn't realize I missed him at the time, but now now that he's back in the, on the defense, you know, you, you just really appreciate, uh, you know, the kind of player that he is. And you know what? When you think about that, you appreciate Cam even more when Tuit goes down. Cam becomes – even bigger of a deal as well. It's almost like he takes over that role as the wrecking ball. I'm sorry that that play last week where uh, on on Dallas the second to last possession when he when he the, the sack he made on fourth down where he just ragdolled at like a a professional NFL lineman who he threw aside like my seven year old son it was just that reminded me of some old school Reggie White stuff. You know, I was like, Poof, you know, what a man he is. Absolutely. So what do the Steelers have to do and what do the Bengals have to do to win this game? Let's go with the Bengals first. So, yeah, we, you know, we already mentioned that they've got, they have to protect Burrow. They, you know, I, I saw an interesting comment by uh, their, their, their receiver, Tyler Boyd, who said that, you know, the Steelers, when they blitz, they really kind of gamble. They, they void some areas in, in the zone coverage when they play zone behind it. And, and, you know, you see it on film, he said, uh, but the problem is a lot of times, you know, they know that they're voiding the zone, but they're just betting that they're going to get there, uh, that they're going to get home on the quarterback in time. And you're not going to be able to, to beat it or exploit it because of the pressure. Um, and they talked a lot about that, about that. So, I mean, it, it feels like Cincinnati is aware of what the Steelers want to do. And now the question of is, you know, can they account for it and exploit it? Um, and, you know, I mean, uh, I've read some comments from some posters on BTSC who have said, boy, it sure feels like there's more open areas in the zones this year than there were in the past. And maybe that's because some teams are starting to recognize what some of the, some of the things that the Steelers are doing in their blitz package. So it'd be very interesting to see if the Steelers kind of change some things up in terms of their coverage disguises, uh, to account for that. So if you're the Steelers and you had maybe one or two words to describe what they need to do to win this game, what would they be? I'd like to see them be consistent. You know, I would, I would stress consistency. Um, you know, it's been, it's been feast or famine, you know, really for the last three games, you know, like if you go back to Tennessee, they played a great first half and then they kind of, you know, had to hold on for dear life in the second half. And then the last two weeks against Baltimore and Dallas, it's been the opposite. You know, I'd love to see them be consistent. If, it, if the Steelers play good football, they don't, they don't have to do anything extraordinary to beat Cincinnati. But if they do the ordinary things well and just play consistent football for four quarters, they're going to win because they're the better team. I think that's fantastic. I was thinking along the same lines and I was thinking complete game. And that's something definitely that this team can do. So, Kevin, let's uh, go ahead and predict this game. Who do you think is going to be the winner? I think I already know who you think is going to win. And what is the score going to be? Yeah, I think the Steelers are going to score points this week. I think it's going to be a good week for the offense. Um, I I don't think, you know, I think Cincinnati will will score some points too. Um, So I'm going to go with a little bit of a higher scoring game and uh, with the Steelers pulling away in the second half. So somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 34-17, 34-20, something like that. All right. I am right along the same lines. We, we usually think alike when it comes to predicting some of these scores. I am going to go the Steelers 38 and the Bengals 20. 
I think Joe Burrow's going to score, score some points. They could be garbage time points, but I think the Steelers are going to have a complete game. You look at the fact that they are averaging on defense, allowing only 20.1 points per game. If they could continue right around there, that would be fantastic. No one cares about the ranking. They just care about the W. And I think the Steelers are going to play that consistent brand of ball that you mentioned that would be so paramount. So once again, the Steelers 38 and the Cincinnati Bengals 20. Yeah, you know, I uh, I think Cincinnati will, will, will have a plan, you know. Um, you hear them talk and it feel, you really feel like, like they feel like they know what Pittsburgh's going to do. Uh, and then, but then I always think about that Mike Tyson quote where he says, uh, you know, everybody's got a plan until I punch him in the face. Uh, and then and that's, uh, so we'll see, we'll see what happens once the Steelers punch him in the face, you know, will, will they be able to respond? You know, any Mike Tyson quote to me is a great quote. My, uh, <laughs> my son is now, uh, he's 13 and he thinks that he could do a Mike Tyson impression. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah. I would like to see you do that impression for Mike Tyson. It's not going to go over well. <laughs> no, no, no. I think Mike's, Mike's probably had a few guys, uh, you know, kind of do that impression to him. Yeah, I think he probably handled them. <laughs> Absolutely. Gosh, Mike Tyson back in the day, we could do an entire show on that because you and I grew up around the same time watching oh, the, watching those fights on pay-per-view that, uh, Tyson Tyson fight was like was like the Super Bowl man people were having parties you know it was a it was musty TV yeah you you would have be having 12 12 foot subs and the game would be I mean the fight would be over within like three minutes in round one and you're left with a giant sub and you're like all right everybody grab a piece and go home <laughs> oh yeah man don't go to the bathroom on a t- during a Tyson fight Oh, gosh, 1988, where have you gone? Well, for Kevin Smith, I'm Brian Anthony Davis. I am so excited for this game, Kevin. We need to be back next week getting ready for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But until then, enjoy this game, my friend. Yeah, you too, Brian. Good talking to you, man. All right, absolutely. For Kevin Smith, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. You have listened to Here We Go, the Steelers pregame show on the BTSC Family of Podcasts. Grab that terrible towel. It's game time, my friends.